1: Let us know what you think so you can help us out, and we can continue to do what we love and bring you guys in as fans. This is Henry O.
0: Godwin, WWE superstar. You are listening to The Working Fans
2: Podcast. All right, everybody, it's The Working Fans Podcast with the man they call Dave, and today we have a special guest, former WCW star, former WWE star, Mark Canterbury, but you guys probably know him better as Henry Godwin. Mark, thank you for doing the show, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man, I'm glad you reached out, and uh, it worked out. I got all the my stuff done today, so we'll just have a good time for 30 minutes. Awesome, man. I, I'm really happy to hear that. You know, I was thinking about before I talked to you, one of the like, common questions we always throw out there is like, you know, what got people into wrestling? What was their fandom? And a lot of the guys we talk to typically will say, oh, you know, your era, 90s wrestling. But since you were a part of that, I'm wondering, like, okay, what, what, what era were you a fan of? What got you into wrestling? Oh, my God.
0: The 70s and 80s. I was always a big uh, Dusty fan, and how ironic for him to give me my first job in WCW. Him and Cowboy Bill Watts, and even Tony Atlas. When I was uh, 15, went to the Maryland uh, Civic Center up there and seen Tony Atlas. So yeah, I had a lot
2: of a lot of big fans. Uh, Yeah, you with some classics. I was an 80s guy. I was born in 76, so I grew up on... You know, I remember back when, but I grew up on probably the Hogan, Andre era, up Northeast, and then I saw Dusty and Flair, too. And I and I saw Bill Watts' Mid-South for a little bit. Lost my mind when I saw that. Their promotion was just incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, uh, my era was JYD, Ivan Kutche. Yeah. You
2: know, uh, I... Uh, All the Russians, the Polish (laughs) Hammers. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, those are such, you know, you can't get those air back, too, because it's like, nowadays, there's so much information. Like, I was telling someone, like, it was just so, like, I'll give you an example. Like, the empty arena matches, especially when everything started with COVID, it was really hard for me to watch, like, just quiet wrestling at this point in my life because I realized, like, I'm so invested in a show but when I was a kid, I didn't care. I just wanted to know who was going to win and who was going to lose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I saw, were you trained by George South? George South and Italian Stallion. Okay, George has been on the show before. He is a super, super guy. Oh, yeah, great guy. He's real close to my family for, uh, 30 years now. That's awesome. George, my producer, he had ordered a book off of George. And it was a little bit late for whatever reason and he messaged George. George immediately mailed it out personally to him that day, signed it, sent him some autograph stuff, some merchandise, some of him, some of Ricky Steve, just a bunch of stuff. Like total class yeah. act, you know. That's George. He give me he give me the book a couple years ago in uh, well about a year and a half ago in Clayton,
0: North Carolina. he gave give me a book and signed it and then he opened it to the picture of me and him in there. So it was yeah, George has got a lot of
2: knowledge up there in that noggin. Oh, yeah. Super passionate, too. Like, he's probably the most yeah. passionate guy I ever had on a show. Yeah. It wasn't long after you were trained, you started working with Dennis Knight, right? As tech slasher and Shanghai Pierce? Yeah. Alan George
0: started taking me down to, you know, be an extra at WCW. And one night, you remember when Eric Watts started? Yes. Okay, well, I had, like, my first match. His first match was me on okay. TV. Okay. And that's when Cowboy and Dusty were, you know, running the show down there. And I had rode down there with my gear and what I was wearing. And that night after that, uh, Arn came up and said, They want you to go on the road and work with Eric Watts this week in Texas. I about shit, man. I was like,
2: hmm.
0: people Arn and Anderson was giving me clothes and style and George and. Here I was in the back seat with Barbarian and Harley Race huh. driving, and Hercules Hernandez in the front seat. Amazing. I was <laughs> scared to death, but that was that was they were good to me, man. All three of them were good guys and great to me. Barbarian, I I love him. I stayed with him at his house with his family back in the WCW days.
2: and Just what an awesome group. You know, I didn't have this question down, but I got to say it when you you mentioned that one thing about, and I, I'm not. Knocking this era. It's a totally different era. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that can handle themselves. But boy, when you talk about, like, you hear the pros who talk about the toughest people in the era, it's like Barbarian, Haku, you know, it's like a lot of guys from your era are just these big, strong
0: dudes.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I saw, uh, pictures uh from you from the survivor series weekend and with the bone street crew and i'm like oh my god you know you dennis taker godfather sapia Veka, i'm like these are that guys you would want to like you know, cross (laughs) yeah taker said you know we all said that night was going to be the bsk night so it was and we made up for 20 years good lord (laughs) i'll tell you what let me get a little in order here because there's something i want to ask you i remember this As a kid, watching your matches, the Tex Lashinger and Shanghai Pierce. And I can't remember if it was you or Dennis, but at center stage, it didn't seem like it was immediately. But at some point, when one of you guys would just, every move you would do, every strike you would do, the crowd at center stage would just go, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And they they would say Texas. It was always at center stage. Yeah, A lot.
0: Where it happened, our TV tapings.
2: Is it just random, or do you know how that happened?
0: No, it just, this group of guys started messing with us, and then they started picking on texts, and then they just started uh, that ooh and ah all the time. So it was,
2: it stuck down there for a while. Yeah. It was definitely interesting, though. As a, as a viewer, as a kid, like, you know, maybe a teenager, like, it brought more attention to you, though. When I was like, you know, I kind of want these guys to do well now, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm like yeah. at first, you're, like, just heels, and you're, like, on the lower carbon. I'm like, I hope they give these guys, you know, something. Like, I'm excited for them now. <laughs> yeah, WCW was
0: a good stepping stone, learning experience. But, yeah, when I, when I left there and went up to WWF at the time, it was totally different.
2: I mean, it was a lot better up there. Yeah, you were handled really good. That was one thing I remembered. It was like, you came in and you had, you know, the, the hog farmer kind of gimmick thing. But it was like, you know, they did a good job with you. I mean, you had that uh, hog pen match with Triple H, which is still talked about, I think, to this day by a lot of fans. Yeah, so what was... How, two things. Why You ended up going up there by yourself for a little while at first. Was your contract up first, or were they just interested at you at first? Like, uh, how did that all come about? And yeah, tell us about your stay there first as a singles competitor. All right, on the
0: first part, yeah, I went up there. We got a we, we found out we were getting let go. So, you know, I talked to Kevin and Harley, Race, Kevin Nash. Yep. And he, they had talked to the office up there for, for us, and they said they wanted Tex to get his issues straightened out and that's why i went up first his personal stuff gotcha that's who you know i that's who set me up up there was kevin nash and harley race i flew up there met with in vince's little secret office me him and jj Dillon, and you know we just talked for two hours and then he come up with the henry godlin gimmick he asked me what i did and i said well i did a little bit of everything and he really liked the farming and when i mentioned the hogs and slop when i mm-hmm. said Slopping the hogs. <laughs> like, a light bulb went off in Vince's
2: head. So, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was so over. I still remember you slopping Sonny. I, actually, it's funny, talking about uh, the hog pin match, too. That was the day, it was like Davy Boy or Owen, right? He let all the, like, some of the animals into, like, Vince's office? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know what happened. I think when they were unloading them, they had got so wild. I wasn't there for that. Okay.
0: <laughs> You well, they were in that little pen all day long, you know, and you know what they were
2: doing.
0: <laughs> so it was, it was pretty nasty stuff.
2: Uh, me, me, me and Hunter was talking about it at Survivor Series, you know, the cut in his back and the 15 stitches. We
0: were afraid he's going to get stabbed, you know, because all that. I didn't know, it. we didn't know his back was cut and then he was in all that stuff. And then he got, at the end, he got hit in the head with a big cup of ice and coke and, Yeah, it
2: was a good time. Yeah, it was a wild match. That's the one that sticks out still. You end up working with Hillbilly Jim for a little while, too. How was that? That was
0: awesome. Yeah, I mean, Hillbilly come in as special guest referee that night. And then, you know, Tex come up right after that, and they put us together and brought Hillbilly in, and it was like Curly Moe and Larry having a good time out there. (laughs)
2: You know, one other thing I wanted to ask you was working with Triple H early in his career, did you have an idea, like, this guy was going to be something special? Yeah, I did because,
0: you know, it was funny. When we met with Vince that day to go over the Hulk pin match, you know, and and I think all the boys thought it was going to be a ha-ha match, just silly stuff. But me and Hunter took it seriously, and to get a compliment like we got when we got back to the office, back in the locker room, and Vince was standing there, and he goes, I cannot believe y'all pulled that off. That was
2: a hell of a match. Mm. And of course,
0: that year, we got nominated at the Slammys for the best
2: match of the year. Yeah, that was an awesome match. And it's funny, because when you said, ha-ha match, I remember, I've always been a big fan of pro wrestling, but I remember at that time, as a fan, like I wasn't really into a lot of the gimmick stuff, and there was a ton of gimmicks back then. But... And maybe I didn't go into that match with the best attitude, but man, you guys delivered. I was like, whoa, shit, what a match. You beat the hell yeah, out of each other. We did. I was, I mean, uh, the stuff
0: we were doing, like I took the swap drop and he held the rail and I hit the concrete floor. And just the next morning, I was beat to a frazzle, and he was too. But we didn't, you know, I didn't want people to, to be laughing at our match. I wanted people to say, oh, shit. Mm. Oh, my God. You know, I wanted that. I didn't want, you know, around and ha 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 this is serious stuff so we set the whole match up and hunter was a big part of it and he even said the other night he said that's one of my favorite matches to this day and i
2: said it is mine <laughs> <laughs> now how fun was it to eventually reunite with dennis then and start doing uh, the godwins together
0: you know we wanted to succeed so but it was it was a
2: great time with Tex and then I had forgotten this in my research but for a little while you were paired up with uh Uncle Cletus Tony Anthony
0: oh yeah uh there towards the end they had brought Uncle Cletus in very White Boy Yeah, and he was with us for a little
2: while and that was fun you know yeah i was thinking like you guys must definitely uh had some fun on the road it seems like you know (laughs) like that would be some good times (laughs) at what point did you started uh hanging out with uh you know undertaking these guys and becoming like uh the bsk when did that happen
0: well to be honest when i first started up there i didn't know really know anybody i knew hunter but you know who who took me right under their wing real quick was jeff Jarrett. oh so I rode with Jeff for a while, and then Road Dog, us three rode together for a while, and then I started riding with Taker and Paul Bear, and you know, it was just, that's when the BSK started, and Yoko know, Zuna, you know, of course he started
2: it, and had us all hats made, and hmm. it was it was a good brotherhood. Yeah, I imagine, it was probably very helpful Given the schedule on the road, you guys probably worked too. That back then to have those kind of people around you.
0: Yeah, of course, with Taker and Yoko
2: leading the pack, you
0: know. And and our thing was, we just wanted to have fun and be together and try to help each other's careers out. You know, we all give each other advice, and there was no, and there was no big war with the clique or anybody else. You know, we we just wanted to help each other out, and and the SK you know, tried to
2: take care of their guys, and the clicked, took care of their guys, but we all got along. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's great, right? At the end of the day, too, like, I mean, I think people forget about that. Like, you're all working together. So, for the most part, you should try to get along, right? I mean, you're giving each other your bodies. Right. It was just, like, the extra stuff we, you know, just sort of hung out with, with our group a lot. I don't
0: know. It wasn't, like, intentionally. It was just, you know, that's the way it was, I guess.
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense, man. That's just the way the world is. People make a big deal out of things, but you kind of, you gravitate to people you get along with, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know? And that makes sense. Yeah. You had left forever for a neck injury, but I didn't realize you had come back for a while in 2007? Yeah, I come back at
0: the end of 2006 and 2007, but I wasn't in good shape. I had lost my son and my dad, like, two months apart, and, you know, I broke my neck, and I had spinal fusion,
2: and it just wasn't a good time for me. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can't even imagine having to go through that, man. Obviously, okay, so after that, you know, that was your final run for a while. What have you been up to since then? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of the Legend
0: shows. Ken out of New Jersey, he's a promoter up there. I do a lot of stuff with him. I was doing some shows down in Clayton, North Carolina with Lewis Moore and got to work with, you know, I worked with some guys. and uh matter of fact, the last time I was down there, Billy Gunn was there. Mm-hmm.
2: Tommy Dreamer, Shane Douglas, Barbarian, me. So we had a good time. We took a big picture. And I still like seeing the boys, you know. Billy Gunn, I, I met uh and saw him at a signing a couple years ago. The guy seems like he's uh timeless. Like he's just in tremendous shape. Yeah, yeah, he is. And deceptively big. You shake his hand. Like he's got <laughs> giant paws. He He's a real cowboy. He used to ride the bronc. He used to bronc busts oh my god (laughs) he's another one i i I saw him and uh, i see him and his sons wrestling on dark and yeah he's just tremendous the shape he keeps in like big fan of that guy um oh yeah how was getting together with the boys back for survivor series How was that whole feeling being back there and seeing undertaker and everything it
0: was it was awesome because it had been 20 years since the whole bsk that you know still alive had got together so, like I was saying before, you know, we sort of planned Saturday night was going to be our night. And we were staying there at the Hyatt uh, at the airport in Orlando. And then Taker came over about 10.30, 10 o'clock, and, oh, it got ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But we made up for it, and we had a great time. And, and it was just an honor to be, you know, to know that he wanted us there for his farewell. so. Yeah, when Bruce Pritchard called and gave me the what was up, I was like,
2: hell yeah, I'd take my last breath to do this with you guys. That's Mm. what I told him. That's awesome, man. It's great having, you know, personally, like I have some friends now that I've had for like 20, 25 years. So I know what that's like, man, to have friends for that long, especially guys you don't see all the time, just to pick up like that again, that's just great. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: was was a great homecoming. And we're going to start doing some more once. Hopefully we get back to normal a little bit in this damn country so we can start doing some legend shows together. We want
2: to do a BSK signing. And- that'd be awesome. Yeah, huh? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I'm going to have to try to reach out to Dennis Knight, too. I'd love to get him and you on the show sometime. Get a little reunion together. Because, uh, I- cool. Yeah, we could do that one night. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, that'd be great for the fans. I mean, you're just awesome guys. And I know people who listen to my podcast are constantly asking about wrestlers from eras, like, you know, the 90s, and you guys come up a lot. So yeah. is there anything you want to promote, man? Anything you got going on? You want to like, let people know what's up? Oh, just, you know, just got out of hunting season, got a bunch of hogs, raising, still raising pigs, or, you know, just living in the mountains in West Virginia, enjoying them. Man, I love that. You are a straightforward, honest guy, and um, I'm a little jealous. I, <laughs> I own a bi- yeah. business delivering yeah. bread, and it's constantly go, go, go. I, I've been to age, but
0: I still, get, I still get out here and shovel shit and do all the hard stuff. I've been doing that today, so that's my, you know, it's not really a g- just a gimmick. It's it's my life. <laughs> yeah
2: You are living a gimmick.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't know if you'd seen where my big stud, Henry, the...
2: Black Hall got painted BSK on the side. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know if you got to see it or not. Oh, man, that's awesome. I did it. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> that's great. All right, Henry, I'm going to let you go. Is anything else you want to say to the fans? Tune in. BSK may be on the horizon here pretty
0: soon. So, And I want to thank you, Dave. And keep in touch. I'll get hold of Dennis, and we'll
2: be one together. That would be amazing and an honor, sir. Thank you so much for doing this. We'll definitely be in touch. You have a great night. Well, we we
0: appreciate it. I do because you're a tool for us. You know, you you keep things going, keep it fresh, and keep it exciting. We got it. All we got's memories, and well, we can talk about that. All I can write a book
2: on that. It's but that's what uh, you know. It's funny. George South said the same thing to me, man. He said um, afterwards, I just thanked him because George is just so. You know, gracious and everything, and he's so passionate. And with George, though, it's like <laughs> I choke with him all the time because, like, throw the format out the window. He's just gonna go off on a subject I throw for him, and he's gonna keep talking. But yeah. <laughs> I love it though. It's so uh, he's so infectious, you know. Yeah. But he said. Uh, hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you. All right, yeah, no problem, Mark. Hey, have a great night. And again, thank you for doing this, man. I'll talk to you later. All right, everybody, it's the Working Fans Podcast. It's the man they call, Dave. And I'm here with AJ Strange Brew, and we're at it again. The five three, one. we're running the show, Joe. You fucked up. So AJ, we're talking about the top five HBK matches of all time. Before we get started, I do want to say something. Last week, we did the top five Bret Hart matches. And Randy Osga, I misquoted him on one. Now, as you remember, Bret versus Austin won the Survivor Series, uh, no, the uh, WrestleMania 13 match. All right. And he had Bret and Austin written down but he actually had Brett and Austin from Survivor series written down. So, it didn't make a difference, but I just thought it should be duly noted. So, first of all, the fact he misquoted
3: my number one fan.
2: Oh yes. So
3: and he wanted to know, he wanted to know what your favorite match was. We're going to talk about that in if you want that information Randy... You got to tune in for the live
2: show. The live show, which will probably air the day before this actually airs. So we'll... Uh...
3: Yeah, so Randy, Randy, if you're seeing this, you already know the answer.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right,
3: so... And I'll give you a hint. It's not somebody's mother.
2: <laughs> so. Or, may- or maybe it is. So, <laughs> I don't know, maybe kick things off with Randy. Who do you got there for your list here? I've got Randy's list, and I will not
3: misquote him. My man. We've got Sean versus Razor from WrestleMania 10, the ladder match. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We also have Sean versus Triple H, unsanctioned 2002 SummerSlam. We've got... Versus the Undertaker 97 Hell in a Cell Diesel going back to 1996, 24 years ago, in your house,
2: better Not friends, in your house
3: particularly. Yes, better friends, may or better friends, better enemies, something yeah. like that. Yes, yes,
2: right? He was good at that. Not everybody had that one, so
3: and then one of my favorites. Jericho, 2008, the No Mercy ladder match.
2: Yes, those are two Um, good ones he had.
3: I actually think that ladder match is better than Razor and Shawn, but I might be in the minority for that one.
2: You know, I didn't... Spoiler, I didn't list either one on my list, but I do agree with you. I do think... That one is better. I and, just think
3: you have two better actual wrestlers. It's nothing against Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. I I just think the work that Jericho was able to do at that time compared yeah. to now is just a different level.
2: Jericho's yeah. best run, and Shawn was yeah. still at it. Yeah, and that better friends better enemies match. I believe that's the one where they ripped off Mad Dog for Shawn's leg too. It is. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. I'll give a list here. I, I got Jesse from New Hampshire this week, and he's got the Rockers versus the Hart Foundation from the October 30th, 1990, 1990 Saturday night's main event. I forgot to check which one that is. That might be where the Rockers. I don't think that's the one where they won the tag belts because I don't think that ever made yeah, air.
3: That wasn't televised. The yeah.
2: Break. So he got. He's got some deep cuts here. Hbk versus Randy Savage, UK Rampage ninety two. I don't think I'm ever gonna have that. So good on him. That was one of the first times that you actually saw what Shawn Michaels as a singles could
3: really do. Of course, he did. He was in there with one of the all time greats with uh, Randy Savage,
2: who was really able to put together a hell of a match. I'm sure. Yeah. so this one might be a, a minority one, but I think you'll like this one. It's Shawn versus Double J at in your house two. Uh, that's definitely a good one. Uh, Triple H versus HBK. Armageddon O2. I believe this was the, I don't want to know what they call the three stages of hell match. I think they started off with a regular match. And then it might go to a ladder or a cage. But it was, you know, those were the three matches. And then he has, which actually technically would be an extra one. But we're just going to have him tied. Both Mania matches would take her. Wow. So that's, uh... 25 and 26. Wow, he really brought it on that one. Hey. <laughs> that Taker uh that Takers matches are gonna be a theme here, I believe. <laughs>
3: yeah, well a lot of people on my list went back and forth between the two. Some like yeah. the retirement match, some like the um uh, twenty five.
2: Yeah. I'm like um, Hell in a Cell, I found out.
3: <laughs> exactly. I've got one half of the brother, com- the Brothers of um, <laughs> Destruction combo. I've got Jake St. John here. We've got Taker and Hell in a Cell.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We've got Taker at Mania. I'm not sure which Mania he means in that one. Knowing Jake, he might just be covering all of Taker versus Shawn's well, and matches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I actually had a peek at this list, so continue reading. I got an idea here.
3: We do have the take-a-retirement
2: match. Which is the following <laughs> mania.
3: So, yeah. but, so that could
2: be the way that he was going with yes. this. Yes. So, so I'm going to I'm gonna give it both mania matches credit for that one.
3: <laughs> yes. So unlike the others who couldn't decide between the two, Jake just
2: picked both. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes. Here's an interesting one. He picked the Shawn Michaels-Bret Hart screwjob match, Montreal screwjob Yes. Match.
3: Not really sure that's Shawn's best match. Mm might be his best
2: submission match he did it he crack, <laughs> <tap> quickly <laughs> Joe put that down last week I think for historical significance maybe Jake was thinking the same thing
3: uh, yeah maybe or maybe just because he knew the danger that Sean was actually in
2: going into a match and having to pull something like that you know what I mean <laughs> that might have been um, it. <laughs> yeah.
3: and then we've got Ric Flair retirement match
2: alright wh- ah.
3: which is not one that shows up on much you're talking about sig- historical significance I gotta believe that that's and they did tell an amazing story in there. Obviously, it's not Ric Flair's greatest physical match of all time. But you talked about an
2: emotional match. Uh, incredible. So, Jake had, technically, he did have Mania 25 and 26. And Ray, Jesse had Mania 25 as, as his number five. He had him tied for Mania 26. Yeah. He said both Manias. Scott has HBK versus Takeya, Taker. Both Manias and Hell in a Cell. <laughs> So, Scott is telling me that he obviously considers Undertaker's greatest rivalry. So, that's his top three right there. Yeah. And then Razor Ramon at Mania 10 in the latter match. And then, number five, he also had Flair in the Mania match position. So. <laughs> Wow. I can't wait to see what you got next, man, because I have a feeling this Undertaker HBK thing is going to make some list here. <laughs> well, I'm not going to keep the brothers together. I'm going to try and keep them
3: separated. So I'm going to throw a little Mike Flynn in between. All right. We've got Taker from Mania 25. Yep. He's got Triple H and Chris Benoit. Oh, yeah. The three way dance from WrestleMania 20. Razor at WrestleMania 10, the ladder match. hmm. Kurt Angle from WrestleMania 21. Awesome match. And then Flair versus Taker, not Flair versus Taker, Sean versus Taker at Bad Blood,
2: which is the Hell in a Cell match. Yes. <laughs> I did some research on it. So. <laughs> so, it's funny how they worded some of this stuff. A bit of the people were different, you know, worded it differently, but yeah. Well, I think
3: what's happened over time is because we now have the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Right. That people have a tendency of forgetting that there was no Hell in a Cell pay-per-view back then that it actually was a separate pay-per-view. Right. And that's,
2: uh... Sidebar, by the way. One thing I don't like WWE does is these, um, uh, I don't want to call them seasonal, but yeah, these like theme pay-per-views. Like, I want to have a hell in a cell because we call for a hell in a cell. Like, we just watched Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens had a great interaction the other night, and I'm like, this could be a good feud. I'm liking this. And we're immediately jumping to a tables, ladders, and chairs match because it's December. And I'm just not a fan of that.
3: Believe it or not, that's how I actually feel about the Hell in the Cell pay per view. This is um, we're we're taping this the day after NXT's Hell in the Cell. Or uh, War
2: we, Games, you mean?
3: Uh, sorry, War and Games. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So we're doing this after NXT's War Games, and to me, War Games is something that should be a one thing on a match on a card. Mm-hmm not as whole specialty where you have multiple versions of it. Agree. If if the women want to go to war, it should be over a dispute
2: that they're having. It shouldn't be the theme for a pay-per-view. I agree. All right, I'm going to go Joe's brother next. Matt sent us a list. He's wow. got Taker at LSL. He's got the Mania 10 ladder match. He's got the return of HBK at SummerSlam versus Triple H, which was 2002. Yep. i had that list already. And then he's got Mania 26, Taker versus HBK's career, so.
3: Yeah, Uh, all good matches once again. The thing that we're going to run into with Sean is similar to what we ran into Brett, and maybe even more so, was that his matches, there's not really a lot of bad Sean matches. Mm -mm. There's not really uh, anything that people... Pick and put on their list basically is going to be pretty solid.
2: What I'm running basically. into too is almost like it doesn't. It's not quite diluted, but unlike much like Flair Steamboat, we're seeing a lot of Hbk Taker matches that are <laughs> like different ones that are coming in here. Yeah, Although exactly. it's not getting as diluted because everybody is saying a lot of people are saying I take both.
3: <laughs> yeah, some people just aren't willing to choose. No, no. Okay.
2: All
3: right, so I've got the other brother now. Yes. Uh, which I think is actually what his parents call him, <laughs> Zack John. Yes, we've got Taker from Hell in the Cell, Bad Blood, if you will. Yeah, uh, that's uh, Taker 25. Yep. Jericho at Mania, huh. Razor from Summerslam '95. Not the la- not okay. the um, ladder match, but the actual Summerslam match, which is a good call because I believe it's actually better than the ladder match when they. Oh yeah. But and then Angle at Vengeance 05.
2: Oh, okay. So not even the Mania match. I forgot about the exactly. Fence's one. Yeah,
3: Yeah. so good picks by the other brother.
2: Yes. Speaking of the other brother, I got Joe. <laughs> He's the <a> Joe. <laughs> who sent in HBK versus Razor. Oh, didn't really specify. I'm going to give it to the Mania 10 ladder match, though. HBK versus Flair. That is Mania 25. It looks like I have written down here. HBK versus... Oh, hold on a second. I want to make sure. I don't want to mess up Joe here. Let's... Uh... Yeah, don't pull a Randy Oscar, David. Yeah. Michaels versus... Okay, wait a minute. Okay, so, all right. (laughs) He's got Michaels versus Ramon, WrestleMania 10. And then we have HBK versus Flair, 24. Yep. Michaels versus Taker, Hell in a Cell. And then HBK versus Brett, 97. That's the latter. That's the Survivor Series screw job. And then he's got uh, Michaels versus Taker, WrestleMania 26. All right. He's really sticking
3: by that screw job.
2: He he believes in it. (laughs) Yes.
3: (laughs) That's incredible. Is this your list? It's time for the whole effing show. Right. All right, so first of all, one of my favorite matches from Shawn Michaels, and I know that we can go with historical significance, we can go with just great catch-as-catch-can matches. Mm. One of my favorite matches is actually Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty for the Intercontinental title. Mm. Just because I grew up on the Midnight Rockers and then the Rockers, so to see them finally break up, And actually Mm -hmm. go for the Intercontinental title and see Marty Giannetti actually pull off the win there. I think it was actually a hell
2: of a match and a good job putting over Marty by Mm Sean. And Marty's went on to great things and arguably has had a more successful life and career. (laughs)
3: Yeah, so, uh, and all because of
2: <laughs> Sean putting him over there. Um, <laughs> or uh, something happened, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. I
3: am going to go with Sean versus Jericho next from the No Mercy. Yep. That is one of my favorite matches. I think that both of them just brought it. Sean versus Taker, Hell in a Cell, like everybody else in 97 yep. um, from the Blood Blood pay-per-view. To me, that is, I know it's where Sean Hurts is back also. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, it's going to be the root of some of the I, tail end.
2: Actually, technically, job. they ended up having a coffin match where you heard his right, back. coffin match. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. So, that backdrop.
3: Yeah, the backdrop on the
2: coffin, mm-hmm. which
3: is not on my list.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't make well, my list either.
3: Yeah, I am going to go with, uh, I like the one before the retirement match. I actually think that WrestleMania 25 is actually the better of the two. Okay. And unlike other people who couldn't choose between the two, I'm actually going to choose WrestleMania 25 and keep the other one off the list. All right. Flair versus Michaels, the retirement match is on my list because, like we talked about before, historical significance and uh, sadness. And that was four, right? I believe so. And my number five one is actually Sean versus Jericho at WrestleMania.
2: Okay. You might have swayed some uh, decision-making at the end here a little bit with uh, one of your votes. We'll get to that. I'm going to read my mm-hmm. five first. All right, just because I wanted it on the list, HBK versus man- Mankind, mind games in your house. Foley says, good yeah, Foley says this is one of his better matches in his career.
3: Uh, It also showed what Nick Foley
2: could do, to be honest with you. Yes. There was a hot Philadelphia crowd. Really good show. Triple H at SummerSlam 2002. I did this for the emotion. Sean coming back after four years. We never thought he was going to wrestle again. Not only does he come back, he pulls off the friggin' MVP performance. I believe Iron Anderson told him before he goes out there, Hey, man, do the best you can. You got this. It's not quite like riding a bicycle, but you're going to do this. He comes to the back, and Iron goes, well, I guess for you, it's like right, riding right a bicycle. Never mind. <laughs>
3: Shawn, Shawn Michaels coming back like that, I think, unfortunately for Steve Austin, mm. is what made all of us continue for years to ask Steve Austin, are you sure you're not coming back? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, I de- I'll skip to the end. I got a couple more of big but I actually, just because... From personal preference, I put down Austin at WrestleMania 14 only because we were there live. We were and the, there at- live yeah. the atmosphere of that crowd is something I'm never going to forget as far as a wrestling show we went to. Uh, it was incredible. It was. And I, out of the Taker matches, I put Hell in a Cell in there. I decided not to go to Mania because the first ever Hell in a Cell doesn't get any better than that. They had the most awesome match and it was also the debut of Kane. Too much good stuff going on in there. It's also what made people to this day still want to see Hell in the South. Agreed. What put it on the map, so. Agreed. And then uh, Kurt Angle at Mania 21. So that was my list. Dynamite match there. Now, when I did some of the totals for this, it was apparent that the top three vote-getters were all (laughs) Sean versus The Undertaker. (laughs) So rather than do that, I am going to say... Hell in a Cell, which got the majority of the votes. We'll, we'll get an automatic buy. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah,
3: yeah, unfortunately, the WrestleMania matches took away from each other.
2: They did. I, I'm going to say we include one of them. So it'll be two. Uh, this because how important it was to people. And we'll go with 25. You did sway that vote because it was actually tied. Oh, <laughs> one I one. thought you were talking about Marty Jannetty. No, that ain't going to <laughs> at all. And then, why we will argue this third spot or maybe we'll agree. HBK and Razor WrestleMania 10 ladder match? So I don't think I think we're going to agree on this or HBK versus Triple H SummerSlam 2002, I'm voting for Triple H, HBK, SummerSlam 2002. Uh, I am too. I yeah. know a lot of people like
3: the ladder match for
2: um, sentimental reasons, mm-hmm. but I think that if you look back at it, it doesn't hold up as much as the SummerSlam 0-2. And it was this big return match, the emotion of it all. In fact, now that we got our final three, what's kind of interesting is I'm going to say... First one to go. I don't know if I'm because uh, we don't have to. We don't have to kick. I don't. I can kick off one of these taker matches. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm kind of interested. What do you go with? Do you want to? What who do you want to? Relate? Maybe you want to get with a I, triple H. I
3: I prefer um, keeping the hell in the cell match. Okay. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like I said that obviously was on my list, so I think it's one of his best matches. The um, be year before the retirement. Yeah. But as time goes on. How that Hell in the Cell match was a milestone and something that has lasted. I mean, it's 23 years later and we're still talking about it mm-hmm. like it was yesterday. Whereas, how often do we talk about the Shawn retirement
2: matches? Agreed. And this was this was the year before, which set up the great story, obviously. But yeah, I have to agree. At the end of the day, that Hell in a Cell was something special. I was going to go if you really prefer the uh, the maybe straight-up wrestling matches. Maybe we do most times. However, this is special because it was the first of its kind, and these guys set the tone of it.
3: It was, and as you know, I'm usually a wrestling purist, and I yeah. usually prefer the straight-up wrestling matches. However, they combined a fight, wrestling, and everything that you love about a good Hell in the Cell, and they put it in together in the first one. How many, how many times
2: do you see a first match where it's put together this well? Before... I, you don't. Uh, well, I want to ask you this. Before we de- de- declare the winner here, because I think I know where we're going to go. Are these... Boots. Are these HB... Not uh, counting kind of Bret Hart. I, look, HBK and Bret Hart, a lot of personal things going, but I don't consider HBK and Bret's chemistry. I thought it was good, but I thought they had better matches with other people. All you have to... All, I
3: think all you really have to think about to figure out how well they might have worked together was... The Iron Man match is one hell of a match between Mm -hmm. Brett and Shawn, and it made nobody's list.
2: Right, right, exactly. I I think at the end of the day, HBK's greatest rivalries are Taker and Triple H.
3: And one of the reasons why is because go, then Shawn Michaels. Shawn and Flair are probably the two best at getting thrown around the ring and then coming back and being able to really make it believable.
2: So... Two questions. There's the five three, one. We're going to declare a winner on the greatest match of Sean's career. But a sidebar, who's his greatest rival, and is it different?
3: I think his greatest rival, actually. And it, you could go Triple H on it. You really could. Yeah. But I, I think his greatest rival has to be, to me, The Undertaker.
2: Okay. And then we're going to go... I mean,
3: all, all you have to do is actually look at the amount of matches that are on these lists. Yeah. And how many of them are taking up with The Undertaker. Like we said before, as much as he didn't behind-the-scenes get along with Bret Hart... mm-hmm. None of his matches with Bret Hart made the list other than the screw job. Right.
2: Which was a couple which, which obviously was not even a good match. No, it was fine. It wasn't but right, you're right. It's more remembered for the ending, you know. Yeah. yeah, I gotta go then. I think we're gonna go with Hell in a Cell. The, the people wanted it. It made everybody's list pretty much. And and, uh, and that's not to take anything away from Sean's comeback match. That comeback match,
3: like mm-hmm. Iron said, proved that Sean could take off whatever time he wanted. I have no doubt Sean could come back now and still have a great match.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I believe that.
3: Mm-hmm. He's one of the few people that I believe could take the amount of time off that he took and freaking...
2: And you know what's funny? Was. We might Look get it. some... Go ahead. Look at Saudi Arabia. Look right. what he did in Saudi right. Arabia. Some people, were gonna some, gonna some people are going to give us some heat for that. Some people are going to give that and say, oh, that match wasn't any good, blah, blah. Yes, and there were some mistakes, and Sean... Honestly, Sean was the best part of that match, folks, and well, he was yeah. dealing with what he could deal with at that time. His partner got injured, unfortunately. You know, okay, everybody got injured around him. He was doing what he could. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. like he—he he
3: was the only thing that actually held that match even remotely
2: together. And he was the least active out of all. Of them. <laughs> yeah. Not even close. Not even close. Yeah. So he's a hell of a performer. For my money, as much as I'm a Bret Hart fan. And I like Brett's, some of Brett's matches a little bit. I think they're grittier. However, when it comes to consistency, when it comes to the best all around performer all the time, I, Flair's up there, but I just kind of go with HBK. All, all, In you ring. Need to know, all you need to know is that Ric
3: Flair considers Shawn Michaels the greatest <laughs> worker of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: When somebody who everybody considers to be the greatest worker of all time mm. considers the other person to be the greatest worker
2: of all time. That's telling you something. That's all you need to know. All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Working Fans Podcast. This is Dave. This is AJ. We're out.